The Florida Gators added Jameer Grimsley and DeAndre Robinson to their 2024 class. We're going to talk about that here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast and on YouTube. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country NFL 33. Uh, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. And Florida Gators, this I mean, they got Jameer Grimsley. They got DeAndre Robinson. We're going to talk about Jameer Grimsley first. So Florida landed four-star corner Jameer Grimsley from Alabama technically through the transfer portal. Of course, Jameer Grimsley was a 2024 uh, cornerback commit, uh, was committed to Alabama, and he, he pretty much, during the recruiting process, he pretty much outright, while he was committed to Alabama and still taking visits to Florida, pretty much outright was like, a big part of this decision is because of the... Uh, is because of coaching stability. And like, I don't know how long the coaching staff is going to be there in Gainesville, but I know they're going to be there in Alabama. Um, that not so much. <laughs> Nick Saban announced his retirement. And pretty much immediately, Jameer Grimsley was the name that all Florida Gators fans kind of shifted their attention towards, aside from, you know, the Caleb Downs, the Keon Kiwis, like those those kinds of players, we were kind of just like, Jameer Grimsley is like a name we have to watch because he out, again, he outright said, like, a big part of this for me is coaching stability. And I don't know if I'm going to have that in Gainesville, but I know I'll have that in Alabama. And then he didn't have that in Alabama. The reason that Jameer Grimsley is a transfer portal player is because he had already enrolled at Alabama. He was already like attending classes. So so he was at Alabama. He was he was at a college. Whereas DeAndre Robinson, who we'll talk about in a second or in a few minutes, was not enrolled. So Jameer Grimsley, yes, technically a transfer portal at who says this staff doesn't cook in a transfer portal? Come on now. Um But Jameer Grimsley coming to this Florida Gators program out of the transfer portal, technically out of Alabama, is huge, I think, for for Florida. I will say that I don't necessarily think Jameer Grimsley is ready to play or will be ready to play as a true freshman, uh, despite the extensive college football experience he got at Alabama. Uh, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be ready to play as a true freshman 
I think that even whether it's Alabama, Florida, any of the schools, LSU, any of the schools that Jameer Grimsley was considering out of high school or out of this transfer portal after a very lengthy career with Alabama, um, I, I I think that most of them were thinking he he's not really ready to be a day one contributor because it's first off it's hard to play corner at the SEC level regardless of your experience. Secondly, it's hard to play corner when you're a true freshman at the SEC level. And again, despite his lengthy career at Alabama, he is a true freshman and he's going to be a true freshman. That being said, of I don't think he's ready to play early, I could see him getting some rotational stuff, like, like, like last guy in the rotation kind of snaps at cornerback, which again is not me going, oh, Jameer Grimms is like the answer at corner. It's which he, he can be. He is now Florida now is a blue chip corner for the uh, 2024 class. It's just, I think Florida's cornerback room right now is really bad. It, it, it's as simple as that. I think the corner room right now is really, really bad, which, by the way, is not a thing that should ever be said about the Florida Gators. Like, like no major program in the state of Florida should ever be lacking defensive backs. That's just not how it goes. Like, even if there's one bad recruiting year in the state, sure. But this this state of Florida programs, Florida, Florida State, Miami, hell, now UCF, although they're still in kind of their transitional period, should never be lacking defensive back talent. Florida just breeds defensive backs. And especially now that Nick Saban is gone, we'll probably see the talent start to pick up a little bit. But like Florida State is a great secondary class. Florida, before Jameer Grimsley, had one corner committed. Three-star Teddy Foster, which again, I think Teddy can be pretty damn good. I love I loved what I saw on film from him, especially when you consider that he just started playing corner. My concern is more like Florida shouldn't have a bad corner room. And right now they have a really bad one. The best corner, there's two two kinds of, I guess, answers you can have for who's the best corner on the Florida Gators right now. One is Jason Marshall Jr., who, I mean, I, I brought up the numbers last week, second worst yards per catch or yards per catch allowed. In the power five, 24.2 yards per catch allowed is just awful. Awful. Like, like it, it's think about it this way a completion against Jason Marshall Jr., if you're in the red zone, any completion on average is going to be a touchdown. If you're at the 50, it's going to put you into right outside of the red zone. If it's after a touchback, it's going to put you at midfield. On average, that's how bad Jason Marshall was last year. Or the answer is Devin Moore, who on film has put together some pretty strong performances when he's available. But the best ability is availability. 
and Devin Moore throughout his two years has not been available for the Florida Gators. It's been multiple minor injuries. Like he's not dealing with these huge, I mean, 2022 is, is kind of a big injury shoulder. kept him out for a long time, but 2023 was a bunch of like, Oh, he's banged up here and there. Uh, he had a concussion at one point, but there was a bunch of like, Oh, he's banged up. Oh, he's banged up. Oh, he's banged up. He, he might play, but he's going to be limited. He's not going to play this week, whatever it was. There's always something. And so when those are your two best options, never a good situation. And even the depth behind them is a bunch of guys who didn't play much. Florida's corner room isn't great right now. And that's just me being completely honest. Um, it's unacceptable. It needs to be corrected as quick as possible. And Will Harris is like, he's doing what he can to flip it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just bad right now. No other way to put it. But hey, that, that is what it is. Maybe Jameer Grimsley gets some playing time early again. It is not because he's a, a world-beating corner. It's because this cornerback room is really bad. And I generally, I don't like to rely on true freshmen to do anything. Uh, that's that's just not an ideal situation to be in where you go, oh, yeah, we're in the SEC. This kid coming out of high school, we're going to expect that he comes in, steps in right away, and uh, and and has a pretty significant impact on this team. Not usually what you're looking for. Just want to point that one out there. Uh, we are about to talk about DeAndre Robinson in just a second, but first we're going to get a quick word from FanDuel. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And let me tell you, my heart's kind of breaking right now because we're at conference championship week and then the Super Bowl, and that's it. So there's only three more NFL games to uh, to bet on, and that <laughs> breaks my heart. Um, NBA is still in full swing and doing awesome. By the way, right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's 150 bucks in bonus bets, whether that bet wins or loses. And the app is so easy to use. You can bet on first touchdown scores, anytime touchdown scores, the last touchdown scores, first basket scores, first goal scores. You can bet on just straight player points, threes, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. You see how it goes, how you could bet on anything, really? It's pretty awesome. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. And remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, every day. If you are available daily and free, wherever you listen to the podcast, and sometimes twice a day, maybe today is going to be one of those days. Wink, wink. That's all I'm going to say out there. Just, just throwing that one out there. Maybe, maybe a live episode today. Just saying. Just saying. Might be the case. But um, this past week in Florida, they added Jameer Grimsley, four star corner. They also added DeAndre Robinson, a four star defensive tackle. Out of uh, out of Jones in Orlando, committed to Texas, signed the letter of intent. He was released from his letter of intent. Or, sorry, he requested his release from his letter of intent. It's not like they were like deuces. Um, he requested his release from his letter of intent. That's the difference between Jameer Grimsley, where DeAndre Robinson was. He he had his letter of intent signed. He was not enrolled, and so he does not count as a transfer portal player. And Jameer Grimsley was enrolled, attending classes, all that. And so he does count as a transfer portal player. So that's kind of where they go. And DeAndre Robinson has signed with Florida like he did that early. Um, 
And, and so that's where that one goes. So he's he's high school, not transfer portal. Again, whereas DeAndre Robinson, four-star defensive tackle, signed with Florida, or three-star depending on where you look, but I think consensus is four-star. He signed with Florida. Initially signed with Texas, the defensive line coach went to LSU, requested his release from his letter of intent, and pretty much I think like the next day was a Florida Gator commit. Um, which is, I, I guess just like it, it came down to Texas or Florida. So I guess it came down to really coach left. Can't trust him to stick around. Cause you know, he told me he'd be at Texas. He told me he'd stay at Texas and then that he'd coach me there. Uh, and then he came back to Florida. I will say this because I know he's a three star or four star. I get why he's not super highly rated. Um, six, four, 315 ish pounds. I get why super not highly rated because I think he's more of a high ceiling player. I, I think he's very raw right now. Just watching his film. I think that he is very raw. Um, pretty, pretty wildly inconsistent, which is where I, I think you get the, the high ceiling thing from where you see it just flashes of like, Kicking butt, kicking butt, kicking butt. And then you go, nada, 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 nada. And it's about just like stringing those good plays together more consistently, eliminating the bad plays, increasing basically the average level of play that you're going to get. Uh, I think that his athleticism is a huge selling point. I think that that's where we look at too. We're like, you see the potential of, oh, he, he just whooped. But for for three straight plays, um, and then you see the bad plays. But like you see the potential of okay, he will. But then you go, even when he's not winning reps, like you can still see the athleticism. And he played uh, both spots on the interior at the nose and more of like a three tech spot, which is again thought of as your gap shooter, your 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 quick burst kind of pass rushing defensive tackle. And so I think you saw. A lot of the things that show, hey, he could be a pretty good pass rusher specifically at the next level. Um, and so I think for me, that that's where I look at him, where, yeah, he's probably going to, because he's, he's already a big kid. Like, like he's, he's 6'4", 315 is what he's listed as. Uh, so he's already a big dude. He's still a pretty good athlete. He's probably going to put up a little bit of, or he's probably going to trim some fat, add a little bit of muscle. And like, okay, like, he he can be pretty damn good. Technique needs cleaning up. Like he needs coaching. Breaking news: High school football player is not ready for the SEC level right now. But I do think that DeAndre Robinson is someone that long term can be a pretty big impact player on the defensive line. If that's for Florida, then that'd be wonderful. Uh, see if he stays because <laughs> just today's transfer portal is just insane. So why are we going to assume that someone's going to be here for, for multiple years? Um, but I do think that that's where I land on Deandre Robinson. I don't think he's ready to compete right now. And that I, I know, or I don't think he's ready to contribute significantly right now. And I know that I had this conversation uh, on Twitter with, I'm sorry, I don't remember who I had the conversation with, but when he committed, I said, I was like, I, I don't think he's an impact player for 2024. But like his ceiling is through the freaking roof. There is no ceiling. He broke it. Um, but I don't think he's an impact player for 2024. And someone mentioned like, oh, like, like you know, the, the snaps are there. 
Are they? I feel like Florida rotated defensive linemen a lot on the interior, but I don't think they rotated a lot of defensive linemen, if that makes sense. Like, yes, there were constantly guys cycling in and out, but it was like the same four or five guys. And the only change from that rotation that you took out is Chris McClellan, but you also brought in Joey Slackman. So like, you're still going to see at the nose primarily Cam Jackson, Desmond Watson, probably a little bit of Caleb Banks rotating in. Jamari Lyons as well. Then at the three tech, you're going to see Caleb Banks, Joey Slackman. You'll probably see a couple of sets where you do see like a Jamari Lyons or an LJ McRae or, or someone else step in. But the huge, the overwhelming majority of snaps on the interior were taken up by Cam Jackson, Caleb Banks, Des Watson. Like, like a lot, a lot of the snaps taken up are coming back. And so I don't really see the path for DeAndre Robinson to be a big time impact player early on, not just from the sense of I don't think he's ready to contribute at the SEC level. But just, I don't think the snaps are there. Again, yes, Florida rotated a lot at defensive line, but they didn't rotate players a lot. Like, like they didn't rotate a lot of players. They just rotated those same players a lot. And so for me, I don't think he's someone that's going to contribute early again. That's not a knock on him. Like, end of the day, he's a high school kid. Like, like he's a high schooler. That's it. He, he's a high school player. That's stepping up to the SEC. I don't think it's a knock to say he's not going to play early, or I don't think he's ready to play early. Again, I don't think Jameer Grimsley is ready to play early. I think he might have to because the team, because the room is so thin at corner, which by the way, he's also very thin. But I, I don't think it's a knock. And I DeAndre Robinson, again, I do see the ceiling. Like he's put together enough. He's put together enough flashes to sell me on his potential. Like, like he's put together enough good plays, not consistently, but he's put together enough plays where you look at him and you go, okay, like if we can get that from him more consistently, we're looking at a pretty damn good football player. And you see that in the NFL. Like you, you see that as it goes on. And, and the best way to address that is by getting playing time and coaching. And DeAndre Robinson will get that. But I don't think playing time is the thing he's going to see much of this year, especially when you look at the schedule. And you go, well, there's only one game on that schedule that most Florida Gators fans have circled as Florida is going to blow the other team out. That's it. And so I'm not going to pencil in depth snaps in, in a blowout, garbage time snaps. I'm not going to do that. So I don't think the Andre Robinson plays early, but I do think that he's got potential. I, I, I think that when he's a junior, senior, we're going to be talking about him as the same way maybe that we talked about Javon Dexter. Just like great size, great athlete, can rush the passer. That's good enough to get you to the NFL. Just want, just want to point that one out. So I think that we'll be talking about him pretty highly when uh when it comes time too. To wrap up today's show, uh, we are going to talk about something that I don't think a lot of fans were really like, like I don't think anybody flipped their table and was like, let's take shots to celebrate um, but Manny Nunnery is returning to the Florida Gators after he initially entered the transfer portal. And I do think that that actually really helps Florida. I understand that for a lot of Florida Gators fans, it's like, yeah, well, 
Scooby left, but you brought in Pup and Shamar's coming back and Jaden Robinson's coming back, all that. And I, I, I understand all that. I do think that Manny Nunnery still will have a role in the rotation. Um, I feel like he's another one of those guys who he just got kind of a bad rap. Like he had, of course, some boneheaded plays like fourth and 17 against Missouri. He's the guy who kind of just let Luther Burden, uh, the third go by and get the first down. And yes, that was Manny Nunnery. Sure. Certainly. Like, I'm not going to argue with you and be like, that wasn't him. Um, Cause that was him. And I do think that that was his fault as well. And he struggled in some areas, but I think one, you look at from a special teams perspective, I think you're returning one of your best cover men, which I, I know that for a lot of, which I'll, I will say two things on that. One, I know for a lot of people, you're like, don't keep a guy for special teams coverage because you can replace that. You can, you don't have to replace it though. If you have someone that's good, you don't need to worry about replacing him. And two, Florida's not in the position to kind of go, oh, you're a good special teamer, kick rocks, buddy. Like Florida's not really in position to do that. So there's that. Uh, I will also say that Manny Nunnery had a few games where he kind of just wrecked, you know what? Um, you look at the Arkansas game, I think I, I think before the fourth and 17, the, that stretch before it, I think the stretch before the fourth and 17, Manny Nunnery was playing pretty good football. Like you look at the, Arkansas, LSU, Missouri game. I know LSU, it's hard to say. Any defender had a decent game. Um, but I think you look at those three games and you're like, all right, like he played he played pretty well. Um and so for me, like that's kind of where I go, okay, like like he he had his moments. I think his versatility is important. I think his ability to play that weak side linebacker is important. I think that when you look at a defense in 2023. That we all talk about, you know, nickel, the four two five, the hybrid four two five. For a team that played three linebackers, probably more than most, and by three linebackers, I don't mean a jack linebacker and two off-ball linebackers. I mean that a team that actually had three linebackers, like three off-ball linebackers on the field, more than I think a lot of other teams did. Having that depth is important. Having someone like Manny Nunnery is important, like with his experience. Because don't forget, Manny Nunnery started at Houston prior to coming to Florida. And the years before he started, he was a rotational football player at Houston in a similar defense, not the same, but similar defensive system with the ability to play both safety, which was more of a a box safety situation. He wasn't like playing deep safety, but a box safety situation at Houston as well as linebacker at both Houston and Florida, like you look at that positional versatility and you look at someone that can help coach up like, like on the roster, he can help coach up other linebackers in the room. I'm looking specifically at Jaden Robinson. Jaden Robinson in high school was a linebacker safety hybrid. And now here he's still thought of as a linebacker safety hybrid. Manny Nunnery has been doing that for four years at the college level. Like you have someone in the room that can go, Hey, this is where you learn, and Jaden Robinson's more athletic, in my opinion, than Manny Nunnery. So you have someone who's been there, done that, has put together some pretty solid performances, kind of not not consistently, 
but consistent enough, especially in a bad linebacker room last year, probably should have been starting earlier. But you look at a guy that kind of took the starting linebacker spot towards the end of the year, played pretty well for most of the season, had a couple of boneheaded plays, not, not going to pretend he didn't have that. But, and then you go, okay, you can, like, like you can be a guy that helps teach the underclassmen while you're still probably going to be a rotational football player. I don't think that he's not going to be in the rotation at all. Uh, that's not my expectation. But I, like you see the role here. And so Manny Nunnery is not, you know, he's not going to be a, a a defensive Heisman candidate. Like he's not, he's not going to go win the Benaric. Like he's not going to go win all the awards. However, he's someone that's valuable to this team, both on special teams and as a veteran presence on defense for a team that needs it. Like, yeah, we could talk about, Oh, Jordan Castell played a ton of snaps and Bryce Thornton played a ton of snaps. And, and you, you brought in these guys who played a lot of snaps at their schools, but Manny Nunnery is someone that at the college level has played a thousand snaps defensively has played. I'll, I'll try to has has played special teams career wise has played another 640 snaps on special teams. That's a lot of freaking special team snaps. So like you're looking at someone who's played multiple roles on special teams, by the way, he's all four phases. Um, and then defense contributes in multiple ways, has played multiple spots against LSU. Like the defense wasn't good, but as in uh, Florida's defense wasn't good against LSU, but Manny Nunnery was used all over the field in that game. Whether it was spying, whether it was just playing coverage underneath, which I know people think that there was never a spy at any point in the LSU game. Um, there was, it wasn't consistent enough. It wasn't effective enough, but there were spies at that point. And I think you're looking at someone who's a versatile defender at the second level that Florida cannot turn down any linebacker talent. Like you still, I get it. You brought in uh, Aaron Childs and you brought in Miles Graham and they might be players from day one, but playing linebacker, uh, again, playing anything as a true freshman in the SEC is difficult. Playing linebacker in the SEC is really freaking hard because so many schools, you talk about conflict defender. We're putting you in conflict. We're making you make a decision. Linebackers probably get put in that position more than anyone else. And so it's really, really hard to play that as a true freshman. So Manny Nunnery is going to be help. I expect Manny Nunnery to play more early in the season than he does late in the season because that's when I think we'll see Aaron Childs and Miles Graham start taking significantly more snaps away from him and the other veterans in the room. But I think Manny Nunnery coming back is, is fantastic for the Florida Gators. I, I really do. I understand he's not an all-SEC player. Pretty good football player. Pretty freaking experienced a linebacker for a team that really can't turn down experience, can't turn down talent. I think that you're keeping both of them with Manny Nunnery, so I'm happy with it. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free. Wherever you listen to the podcast and on YouTube, we'll, again, probably – be back later on today, tomorrow at the absolute latest, but expecting a live show today. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country NFL 33, and I will see you all tomorrow.